Minus three is presented for the people by Caesar Sportsbook, the greatest sports betting app of all time. Download it. Must be 21 or older. Minus three with Dave Damashek. Yes, hi and hello, sports fans. Welcome to a brand new episode of Minus Three, presented as ever by Omaha. Hope you're all set for the sports weekend. Here's how you get even more right, righter than you already are. As you listen to my voice right now, you track down on YouTube, Twitter, or otherwise, the Minus Three 15-minute NFL pregame show. All the info you need, all hash settled. No jive to be heard within those 15 minutes. Track it down. Comes out every Friday. Big hit for us last week. Great stuff, uh, Kevin Hench there. But now we are on to the weekend upcoming here. It's rivalry weekend in college and pro football. Baseball playoffs. The puck is soon to drop. We have much to get to. How are you? Eddie Spaghetti's in his spot behind the glass. Let's get to it. All right, Hench? How say you? Oh, I'm in a great, great mood. We, uh, you know, I always love when I give out best bets and they all cash. So we got lucky on Notre Dame minus five and a half uh, against Duke, obviously. But and as promised, just jump truck Nebraska. And then uh, we like the Jags playing at home in London to destroy the Falcons, which they did. So hopefully everybody cashed those tickets. And uh, we got got some more winners for you this week. You know, I'm the sort who doesn't live life in the rear view mirror that you want to stop the car and take a look back at your good work. That's you, Hench. Okay. Well done. I'm glad you did it. As a matter of fact, a lot of feedback from the listener last week, Hench the curmudgeon was the big takeaway, or maybe that was my big takeaway. He didn't want to pay homage to Brooks Robinson for some reason. I don't know why it was very weird, but that I, if you are going to live life in the rear view mirror, do go back and listen to that and try and make sense of what happened with Hench there. That was that was weird, dark stuff from you. But like I say, no time to get down in the dumps because we have a great weekend for sports. Let's uh, let's get into it here. Before we give you our best bets for this weekend, let's do our goat and goats, shall we? The word goat has a lot of range, as you may have noticed. It could mean greatest of all time. It could also mean that you're to blame for your team's failure. Let's talk about both extremes right now. Hench, why don't you lead the way? All right. So I'm going to start with baseball for my bad goat. Uh, And one thing, you know, we've been talking a lot about is just what a great, great player and great, great person Brooks Robinson was. And I just think (laughs) I I, I want to stress that Brooks Robinson played the game right. And, yes. and, and, you know, obviously you go back and watch those, those highlights from the 1970 world series. It's, it, it's the best, best defensive third baseman of all time. Um, and if you watch Brooks Robinson play third base, you'll, you'll, you'll realize just how wretched these baseball playoffs have been. Oh my God. There, mm. there've been so many bad goats in 48 hours of, of these, these terrible non-competitive baseball series that we've watched. I mean, the Rays making about seven errors in one game. They only got charged with four in their, in their no-show against the Rangers. Vladimir Guerrero falling asleep at second base and getting picked off as the tying run in a series where you can't score. Uh, John Berti for the Marlins just wandering off second base while Aaron Nola still has the ball when that team can't score. Zach Wheeler forgetting to cover first base 
is the it's the only reason the Marlins scored a run in the series at all. Um, but my my bad goat from all the baseball we've watched in the last uh, 48 hours, you know, you, this name is probably not going mi- to mean anything to you guys. Dusty Wathen. Dusty mm-hmm. Wathen. Okay. Dusty Wathen is the Phillies' third base coach who gets bailed out by the fact that they they were that the Phillies were playing a, a minor league team that was outscored by 57 runs over the course of the season. Hey, maybe we don't need 12 teams in the playoffs. You know, if the Marlins are in the playoffs, we definitely have one too many teams in the playoffs, right? So, but Dusty Wathen, he's got Kyle Schwarber on third base in the first inning of game one. And there's a, about a 320-foot fly ball to right field. And Schwarber's like, I'm ready to rock because I'm going to score standing up. And he takes off and Dusty tells him to stop. And then the throw bounces into the middle of the diamond around the mound. And it's like, oh, yeah, he would have scored standing up. And you held him. And then Harper strikes out and they don't score. And uh, you're 0 for 1, Dusty. Well done, buddy. Then... Later in the middle of the game, nobody out. He gets Nick Castellanos thrown out at home plate to make the first out of the inning at home plate, which is my biggest sin in all of sports when a guy who's not playing, a guy who's coaching, gets someone thrown out at the plate for the first out of the inning. But Dusty wasn't done. No, he wasn't. Later in the game, I think it's Castellanos who hits a double into the corner. Bryce Harper on first base comes flying around second, motoring towards third. Harper knows he's going to score. I know he's going to score. Dusty throws up the stop sign. But thankfully, by this point in the game for Phillies fans, Harper knew Dusty was having a bad night. And he just blows through Dusty's stop sign, scores easily, scores easily. So Dusty had three, uh, you know, Cracker Jack instantaneous decisions to make blew them all blew them all as badly as you can blow them but but dusty wathen's third base coaching very indicative of the baseball in the in these in these awful uh, wild card series so now we can now we can get on to where the series maybe should have begun i that's that's the point with this this jive extra round is the worst get rid of it 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 really sullies the 162 games of uh, of toil more than it does in the other sports this extra round is just not good because of the nature of baseball. Boy, I love the vibe, though. If you like sports, you feel validated when you tune into the game in Philadelphia. There is an electricity in that joint. It's great. Uh, another takeaway is Dusty, at the end of it, if we had to assign it to gender specificity for all of time going forward, I think Dusty should be a female name. I think I'd rather be a girl named Dusty than a guy named Dusty. You'd rather be right? uh, you'd rather be Dusty Springfield than Dusty yeah. Baker. Yeah, or Dusty Rhodes. Yeah, either way, I just think that's a uh, that's how it. Now, Rusty definitely guys. Guys get to keep Rusty. Dusty goes to the women. Um, is there hench for you? Like when I when my team is relevant in an era, I kind of like and then they go out in the playoffs i kind of do the math or my heart does it for me about like what team winning the title is going to hurt my feelings the least have you done this as the red sox as a red sox fan they are the team of the millennium so far right so what title winner would be like okay that doesn't really do anything to me that doesn't hurt me in any way or my red sox standing is the best well i think the braves are the the team 
you know, most likely to to steal the mantle of, of right. the team of the new century. Uh, so or Dodgers, I, right? Well, I don't know. I mean, the Dodgers have kind of a a 1990s Braves thing going, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, you're just you get a buy into the playoffs every year. It's understood that you'll be in the playoffs, and then you're going to just win the one. That's not very good. So uh, I'm I'm less worried about the Dodgers, and and I'm I don't know why I, I like. Mookie is such a transformative figure in sports that I root for him, which is not easy. I don't know if you had any, uh, you know, former Pirates or Steelers who moved on that you just kept rooting for because because Lord knows, man, I cannot root against Mookie Betts. Um, But I don't you know, it's funny. I, I mean, my Astros hatred, I'm sure Spaghetti's is still white hot, but even that's fading a little bit. Um, so I don't have a lot of like rooting against in these playoffs. No, no hate. No, no. Yeah. That's like why I said to me, Vegas winning the Stanley cup is kind of like, all right. That doesn't feel like it means that much to the hockey world. So fine. That, that Better that than the flyers or Islanders or a team like that winning the Stanley cup. Um, boy, you've, you've given me a lot to think about there. And that's, uh, that's interesting. If I have, is there any player I've rooted for after he left my team? I don't think so. Am I forgetting somebody got traded away or something like that? I mean, I don't know. No, I can't. Not uh, there. I think the answer is zero. No. Barry Bonds. Yeah. Yeah. It was, I was really rooting for, <laughs> for him to bring it on home with the gigantics over there on the other side of baseball America. Yeah. No, I don't think, I don't think there's a soul who I rooted for after he got the, Got maybe Yager, except that every team he went for was on a rival. So I obviously I'm not going to root for him to do well on uh, any of the other Patrick division teams that he settled with. Do you have a good goat hench? Oh, do I ever? So oh, good. You know, in in uh, uh, in in New England, the, the we we've we're seeing something you know troubling in in with the Patriots, and it, and when you look at the drafts, you know uh, Spaghetti was rightfully pointing out on our 15 minute pod. You know, the Chiefs defense is pretty good. And part of the reason they're pretty good is they drafted Trent McDuffie. And the, the Patriots were sitting at number 21 and could have had McDuffie. But the the senile coach decided, let's trade down and draft an offensive guard that everybody else has going 80 picks later. So Cole Strange, you know, that guy better be dominant out of the gate. If you're gonna if you're gonna really show how smart you are, so McDuffie, who was the pick, it is is playing exactly like the people expected him to play, maybe even better. And Cole Strange is is not very good. And then Tyquan Thornton, who Belichick took in the second round, um, it, you know everyone's like, gosh, he looks pretty small. He's is he is he big enough to play in the NFL? Turns out he's not. He's just he's just hurt all the time. So more whiffs from Belichick. And then as you go down further, he took Marcus Jones and Jack Jones, two corners um, in the third and fourth round, which gets me to my good goat because people are like, you know, has the game passed Belichick by? Is he just, is he a little old? Pete Carroll turned 72 three weeks ago. Okay. We watched that dismantling of the Giants and you look at those draft picks. That those players, the fact that he got reek the freak one in the fifth round after after Belichick, you know, had had whiffed a bunch of times, the 72-year-old coach of the Seahawks, Reek Woolen, 
and Devin Witherspoon, like when you have corners who are game changers, you, it makes the rest of playing defense very easy. You might get 10, 11 sacks if nobody can get open. So the fact that we all thought, oh my God, they're getting rid of Russell Wilson. The Seahawks are going into the wilderness with no quarterback. And Pete Carroll has just kept on keeping on. Geno Smith is a legit winner in the NFL now. Drew Locke comes in for a series. They score a touchdown. To draft Walker and Charbonneau in consecutive drafts in the second round, like those, like they've done a great job and the game has not passed Pete Carroll by. He's my good goat this week. Boy, I like that one a lot. And, you know, John Schneider's the other side of that. How many times have we seen in the Super Bowl era a brain trust like that, the GM and head coach, survive one era, one era of success and then go into some lean years and then come back up and they're good again? I mean, that usually you blow the thing up and it's a whole new regime and all of that. Belichick, I mean, like the Belichick-Brady thing has the two distinct parts to it like you can draw you know everybody's looked at that like hey if you took the second half of brady's super bowl run it would still be better than anybody else's one super bowl run, all that kind of stuff um yeah it's a, it, it really is and Pete carroll somebody told me who was a prominent player on the seahawks about like now seven eight years ago that they at like plugged in said Pete Carroll, this is going to be his last year, and then he's going to turn it over to Tom Cable. That's what they're going to do. Now, Tom Cable has his off-the-field uh, resume that is not good, but if they were going to hand it over to him one way or the other, I don't know. Pete Carroll was supposed to be gone, to your point. Like, yeah, the game, yeah, old man and all of that. I don't think it's crazy that if the Cowboys were to beat these Niners, like, take a look at I said it last week on this very show. Take a look at the Seahawks and the value available to you of them winning the NFC West. It's not insane to suggest that, especially look at the head-to-head -head results in 22 between the Seahawks and the 49ers. So it'll give you a little more confidence to put a little something on Geno and company there. I think that's and, a, and, a good and they, idea. They had a real legion of boom look about them against the Giants. I mean, the yeah. Giants couldn't do anything. You know, the other side of that coin is you, you mentioned Belichick and his guy, Mac, and all of that. I was thinking all three of our teams, Hench is the Patriots, I'm the Steelers, Spaghetti is the Giants, that all it, it's sad times on different levels for our teams. Could you make a case that we have the three worst quarterbacks right now? Like if we did a trade, oh, you know what? I don't know if this will be flattering to you or upsetting Eddie Spaghetti, but you remember your old friend Jeff Schwartz? who played for the New York Giants. I do. He he texted me during the game. He's like, how's Spaghetti doing? He's got to be devastated right now. And I said, he and I are working out a, a Danny Dimes for Kenny Pickett trade as we speak. I wouldn't want either of your quarterbacks. Yeah. I think I have, the, the, I, have the, I have the best no. by far. The I mean, it's not it's the offensive line for the Giants. But is Daniel Jones is, is, is a legitimate NFL quarterback. That's what's so crazy. Um, you know, and it's like, this idea that like, uh, you know, he didn't, you know, he should have thrown to Waller in the corner, like, but like, you're allowed to start seeing ghosts when you're getting blasted every snap, like you're, you're a human being. And, you know, the, the, uh, that poor left tackle, I mean, just whiffs, I mean, you're not even slowing the guys down, you know? And so uh, I, I feel 
you know, I feel bad for that guy. Uh, he's good. Mac Jones is not good. Kenny Pickett's not good. In fact, you know, it's funny when, when they start talking about Trubisky, I, what I found in picking the Ravens Steelers game, I was like, I'm more inclined to pick the Steelers. If Trubisky plays, mm. it's not That's a bad a... sign. It's not a bad sign. I get it. And it's a common sentiment out there this week, but I, I kind of think that you can spin this. I know it's not rah, rah, 1940s, Notre Dame locker room, but I still think you can spin this as that this guy's a gamer and we got to show up against the arch rival today for our man, Kenny Pickett. I think there's a certain rallying point that the guy's going to limp out onto the field and against the arch rival. And that brings me to as disgusted as I am right now, I just resent that every year, and we're just going into week five now, that every year with the Steelers and, you know, I'm living and dying. I don't want to, I want, you know, I want to be a three-dimensional human being. You know, I have four great kids, you know, a lovely bride. I have a, you know, old Mo Damashek couldn't have a better mother and a better family. And, you know, life is good. We live in the sunshine. Um, you know, like in swingers when they're talking about like, we already made it look out the window. It's sunny every day here. And yet I'm down in the dumps because of what's happening on the banks of the three rivers. And all of a sudden now we're jammed up having to Rocky it again. Now we got to do the whole thing where we line the streets and, and Kenny Pickett runs down the street and we're like, dun, 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 dun. like, oh, I'm just not in the mood. I just thought this was going to be different. I thought we were going to be a legit juggernaut this week this year but chance to get right exists right now because it is rivalry week not just in pittsburgh but that's a dandy one and i talked all about it on the 15 minute show so go and, and check that out but in addition to that you have the red river shootout texas and, and and oklahoma as juicy as it's been in a decade at least i mean two top 10 teams going head to head we'll give you our pick in that one and then you have the niners and the cowboys and the packers complete the holy trinity of nfc teams um but where does that rank for you i mean that's on the short list basically i want to celebrate rivalries it's you know it's on my short list of best things in sports where best non-divisional rivalries of all time i've made a list would you like to hear it? Oh, of course. At number 12, USA versus Soviet Union. Basketball or hockey. It's great stuff. At number 11. Better hockey. Better hockey. Well, it depends <laughs> which, which side you're rooting for. I think about roughly, what, 60% of this country is rooting for red, white, and blue. Oh, so you say yeah, that one. Yes, so yeah, that's true. Um, at number 11. They're going to be have furious when spaghetti kills Putin. The sun <laughs> Why'd you kill our guy? <laughs> The Sunshine State, Florida v. Miami v. Florida State v. Florida v. And so it goes. At number 10, Steelers and Raiders. Obviously, in the 70s, it was everything on the AFC side of things. But it has moved on through the decades and remained relevant, more or less, even when both teams stink like they did a couple of Sunday nights ago. LeBron James v. the Western Conference at number nine. At number eight, I'm going Notre Dame v. USC. That's going to be a big one upcoming here. The Irish Still have a chance to get into that playoff, but they got to beat the Trojans. Number seven, Wings v. Avs. At number six, Tom Brady v. the Manning brothers. At number five, it's a tie. It is those uh, It is those three NFC powerhouses. Cowboys v. Niners. 
Cowboys v. Packers, Packers v. Niners. You get all that. And number four, Army v. Navy. Number three, Steelers v. Cowboys. Three Super Bowls. Number two, Yankees and Dodgers. Number one, Lakers and Celtics. The point is rivalries are great, and we have a dandy one because this one has transcended the eras. I mean, you can go back to Roger Staubach showing down with John Brody in the playoff game when they still had AstroTurf at the stick. That was when that rivalry really started to pop, but then you went from Landry passing the torch to Bill Walsh and, and all the rest of it. Delicious stuff. The two best teams, if not the Eagles, um, in the NFC. I can't wait for this uh, rivalry weekend. So that's my good goat. Um, do you agree? Any thoughts there? Hans? Yeah, I, I mean, you, it's, you say it's I go on too much and don't you, let you get you it. Mention it. Uh, you know, it's like it is wild for uh, a non-division rivalry like Niners Cowboys to span so many generations of football that you just rattled off. You know, John Brody, Roger Staubach, Troy Aikman. How about T.O. standing uh, on the star you know, and then playing the for star. the Cowboys it's, and then Dion playing for the Niners and then playing for the Cowboys like that overlap makes it uh, makes it uh, into a soap opera kind of thing. Um, and uh, Haley. Yep, right. Exactly. Yeah, you could. Uh, Ken Norton as a. And, well, he was a cowboy. He was the D coordinator for the Niners. He also was a coordinator, a defensive assistant for the Cowboys. But yeah, um, so that's my good goat. And uh, I also want to give a shout out to Cliff Labor, who dropped a line on social media. You can always hit us up at minus three pod if you're so inclined. Um, he made an interesting thought, uh, interesting point I hadn't considered. If the Lions were to win the Super Bowl this year, where would that trade rank all time in any sport? Both teams would win a championship within a three year span. Is that, uh, can you remember anything like that? They're like both, you would <laughs> rightly say, Hey, we both won. Yeah, we both did it. That's, well, let's see. Uh, Babe Ruth, no, that was just money. That was 86 years. Uh, yeah. Mookie, still <laughs> waiting. really the right. Okay. <laughs> I think I, that's it, but like, the you know, the Milwaukee Bucks didn't end up doing anything because they gave away Lou Alcindor. You know, that was a trade, right? Or was that that wasn't free? I guess I couldn't. Oh have yeah, free. Elmore Elmore Smith. I mean, they got a bunch of junk, obviously. Um, you know what's crazy though is is any hypothetical that starts with if the Detroit Lions win the Super Bowl, like <laughs> I know they're good. But when when you look at at the at the Niners, Cowboys, and Eagles, I'm not sure we're quite ready. I, you, you listen. You can be you, you can be a cynic. They're good. They're one of the four best teams, right? Yeah, they're sure. they're and they're gonna. It, it, it's now based on their head to heads within the division. Now it's kind of like you know they kind of have to fall apart not to get into the postseason. I know we're only a, a few weeks in here. All right. Let me squeeze in a quick break here. You know, when the conversation turns tampers, I always go with my number one as Caesars. Let's talk about them a little bit, shall we? Tickets to the game, merch, meals at iconic restaurants, stays at Caesars Palace. All this can be yours when you bet with Caesars Sportsbook. Win or lose, every bet earns rewards credits, which you can redeem across the empire. Now, if you haven't started yet, register using this code. Listen up. Omaha full. The word Omaha and the word full. And then you place your first bet up to $1,250. If you win, great. If you keep those winnings, but if you lose, you'll get your stake back as a bonus bet. 
21 and over only offer valid and must be physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Maryland, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. New users and first $10 plus wager only must register with eligible promo code. Bet amount of qualifying wager returned only if wager is settled as a loss. Maximum bonus bet $1,250. Bonus bet expires 14 days after receipt. Tier credits and reward credits will be added to account within seven days after qualifying wager settles. See Caesars.com slash promos for full terms. Void where prohibited. Know when to stop before you start gambling problem. Arizona, call 1-800-NEXT-STEP. Colorado, Wyoming, Kansas, affiliated with Kansas Crossing Casino. Call 1-800-522-4700. Indiana, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. Iowa, call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Louisiana, call 1-877-770-STOP. Licensed through Horseshoe, Bossier City, and Harris, New Orleans. Massachusetts, call 1-800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. Michigan, call 1-800-270-7117. Illinois, Maryland, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Ohio, Pennsylvania, affiliated with Harris, Philadelphia. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed by calling 1-800-GAMBLER or West Virginia, 1-800-GAMBLER.net, New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight. S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. My bad goats, we're speaking a few weeks in and where we are on the calendar. You know, I, I get it. Garden variety stuff where we sit here in early October 2023, like, oh, Taylor Swift, I can't take it. I can't say whatever. You just want something to complain about. But that's just in the here and now. That'll come and go. What I can't take is the perennial complainers. Like, does it make you feel better? That Does it does it give you gravitas to, to take to social media or on the telephone or with your friends and be like, Oh, it's too soon for Halloween and pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice tastes good. And Halloween is fun for the kids. It's not my favorite, but it's fun to live vicariously through them with the Halloween giving. Same thing goes with like, I saw Christmas stuff out. It's too soon. Why is it too soon? Why? Why? Christmas is fun, isn't it? It's not, you're not doing, nobody's asking you to do it on Memorial Day, but as the weather starts to dip a little bit and football's on your TV, it brings to mind the holidays, the start of the greatest run on the calendar, Thanksgiving through New Year's. What are we belly aching about? Shut up is my message, you curmudgeon. Go live on an island and, and, and weep about the good things. I don't know what to tell you. 
It's good that pumpkin spice is available. Halloween is fun. Thanksgiving's even better. And Christmas is the best. Let's get to it already. And I want to start celebrating now. And as a matter of fact, I may go sing some Christmas carols around my Los Angeles neighborhood. That's those are my good and good, good and bad goats for you. Well, my my nine-year-old is so fired up for Halloween. It's sure. I'm trying to remember it like if this is every year, but like so this morning driving her to school. She screams like I'm about to run over a puppy. Like I'm like she just screams in the back, and and, and I'm like, what? What's going on? And she's like, the big skeleton is out because one block over, mm-hmm. there's a three story skeleton that's taller than the building it's in front of, and and she's like, the skeleton's out, and she's so fired up. So yeah, who wouldn't who wouldn't want to hear the the joyful screams of nine year olds? But Randy, who you went to high school with, doesn't like it. Or at least that's what he's complaining about on Facebook. <laughs> he's hilarious, man. He's he's laying into Halloween, man. He's so right. Shut up, would you? Spaghetti, take it away. All right, well, I'm going to bring the vibes down. Back to the Giants. Last, this why don't is, you talk about Pearl Jam? No, why, why, do you no. get, why do you do this? Talk about Pearl Jam. That, you had a nice time. Well, I could give a good goat. I could give a good goat to, uh, I'll, get, I'll get to the good goats, but the, okay. I have I have to do the the bad goat. And um, this is the last time I want to speak about the Giants. I'm just so done. I'm, I'm just over this. <laughs> it's been a decade plus. We like got they, a lot of games left. You might have to talk about them. Like their record, I'm, I refuse. Uh, the, the, te- the, the record they have since the boat picture has been abysmal like this this franchise like it, it just feels like that eli manning that second super bowl was was like i mean decades ago and it just it wasn't even that long ago um it was so, decades ago too i i mean like it wasn't it wasn't 20 years ago it was like a decade i'm saying it feels okay, like it was yeah, the second one you're 12, right. 12 years ago so like seeing what Evan Neal said about how he doesn't, he's a lion. He doesn't, you know, concern himself with the opinions of sheep. He doesn't care. <laughs> he says that people commenting on his performance probably flip hot dogs and burgers. I didn't even know you could flip hot dogs, but anyway. Spaghetti eats them. You're I, a I, sheep. Sheep, the bird, spaghetti, the, the burger eating, burger flipping sheep. Evan Neal is this year is the third worst graded offensive tackle. Last year he was last uh, per PFF. He is allowed the most pressures by any tackle this year. He's the seventh overall pick. He's six foot eight, like three hundred and forty pounds, and he's useless. He's just a, another guy on the list of the Giants' failures uh, and first overall picks. And instead of going the path of an Andrew Thomas who worked on his game and became a cornerstone left tackle. This guy's in the opposite and the, uh, the, like the balls on him for lack of a better term to speak out and to say something to a reporter about like criticizing the fans when you you are uh, this gargantuan human being who played at the most prestigious college and you're this bad. You are not even like mediocre. You are literally the worst. And he's so bad that like, I think now the tide is turning a little bit, like yeah, there's still some idiots online who will who will criticize Daniel Jones, and then they'll they'll cite his contract even though he's not getting paid forty million against the cap. But again, people just aren't informed. That's fine, I expect that. But I think now people are kind of like, wait, no, the offensive line is that bad. It's impossible to do anything, even if Patrick Mahomes is there. And Evan Neal is the reason. And I just, it just, it's so bad. I I don't this like this team won a road playoff game last year, a road playoff game versus the NFC North champion, 
And now they're like going to be in the running for like the, the top overall pick because they're just, they're just so there's nothing good about this team right now. And it's just, I, I I'm just disgusted. I hate it. And I'm sorry. I had a waste time talking about them and mm-hmm. uh, he's getting, he's by far the worst goat I've given out so far. Wow. So I, 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 I'm, oh. But but with the oh change too. I wish we could roll the tape. Wait 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 wait. We could yeah. roll the tape from week one when I said <laughs> the Giants will not be able to handle the Cowboys' pass rush, and Spaghetti cited Evan Neal specifically. His improvement was why the Giants were were not going to get blown out in week one. Anyway. Well, we do have recordings I as know. it happens there. The only problem is Eddie Spaghetti would be the one who would have to dig it up, and I bet he's not going to be in the mood to do that. But you should dig it up and plug it you in. You know, the, li- the lion and the sheep, It's the lion is whoever's lined up across from Evan Neal. <laughs> he wishes he was a lion. He'd be in first place. Here's an idea. What about like it seems like his particular skill set would lend itself to blocking? Sign Jacob Truba to replace Evan Neal, and Evan Neal could take over on the blue line. He'd be about as skilled as Jacob Truba is at hockey, actual hockey. I'm talking about. I mean, you, you know? guys, he'd be the best defense on the Penguins for sure, Evan Neal. I mean, you guys. I mean, my I remember my high school football coach would have this uh, saying. It was actually very funny that he would if a guy was missing his blocks. He should say, I'd rather put a traffic cone there because there's a better chance that the defender would trip over the traffic cone than have you out there. And like that, Evan Neal is the traffic cone test. Like the Giants are better putting an orange traffic cone at right tackle instead of Evan Neal. Um, and I'm not going to respond to the the clean hit that Jacob Truett did last night. But yeah, I'm glad you brought up hockey, though, because good goat, both hockey related. You mentioned the hockey's game. back, but tip of the cap to Evan Neal, at least because he has two first names. Um, so I, I wasn't going to talk about my conscious stuff, but you did mention it and as hockey related, there was a little bit of a news story actually did get picked up by some outlets that, um, Eddie Vedder did dedicate a song to the passing of Chris Snow, uh, the, the flames, the Calgary flames executive. So he dedicated the song, just breathe to him. It was a nice moment. Everyone had their phones out with like the lights turned on and it was a cool thing to see in the crowd, but my actual, um, good goat also hockey related. I'm sure you guys saw this, uh, news story break that the NHL is debuting on October 24th, their version of red zone and why it's because Mm. all 32 teams are playing that same night, which is pretty cool. So John butcher Gross will be the Scott Hansen of this, and they're going to show every goal power play and hit. And I just think this is so great. I love red zone, especially when your team is as bad as the Giants, So you get to watch other teams actually play well. So to see this happen where it's going to be so chaotic, but like in a fun way, and obviously butchie loves uh, hockey there. So to see all teams play at once. Um, and just to see, like, I, I can't imagine how, like, frantic it'll be. But I do think this is another great step into, you know, making ho- hockey more uh, kind of uh, palatable mainstream-wise. And I think this is going to be a great move. I'm excited to see how they really pull this off. But uh, looking forward to this hockey season for a number oh, of reasons. Pens, Pens lose. I mean, Steelers lose to the Ravens. I'm on the hockey season. That's for sure. Um did you uh, last thing about the Pearl Jam show that you went to? Did you cry? Uh, no, 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 not in a festival setting. It wasn't Pearl Jam. It was Ed and his like the Earthlings backing band. But I mean, saw so a lot of great. I mean, the Killers, the Foo Fighters, Glenn Hansard, um, the band Goose. They're like a modern day Allen Brothers. Fantastic. Hmm. Um, but a bunch of other uh, really good acts. So there was it was a, a good time down at Dana Point. All right, let's uh, let's get to it then. There's so much news in the NFL. We could spend four hours just reading the headlines and reacting to any of those. You know, I, I mean, 
the the Taylor Swift stuff. I mean, do you want to uh, do you want to indulge? I mean, it seems like a fait accompli that Eberflus is not long for his job. The noise, the 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 thing that fascinates me as a Steelers fan is that I cannot remember, and I'm obviously pretty close to this, but it seems to me there has never been an outcry, not just within a city, nationally about an assistant coach. Now, Hench just took a shot at it with Dusty, the Marlins' third base coach. But I haven't heard any. Maybe that'll catch to the point everybody will start to hold up signs at wrestling events saying fire Dusty. But in the meantime, they're saying fire Canada. I can't remember anything like this. Can you? I The only one I can really think about, the two, two I thought of, Buddy Ryan was like, there were a lot of people at the time. It was like, Buddy Ryan's kind of undermining Mike Ditka and blah, blah, blah. But it was good because he made that defense great, the the 46, uh, Bear, uh, 46 Bears defense. And then Matt Patricia just a, a year ago as this fraud guy, like what's he doing as the offensive guard? Those are the only two I can think of. Da- am I missing one, Hench? Do you well, remember? Like everybody is nationally is like, that guy stinks. <laughs> what's wild about this, this moment, because it's happening all throughout the league. You know, we talked, you know, Dayball's like, he's sharp. That guy's smart. And, and, you know, Canada and now Bill O'Brien in New England. It's like, if you don't have the horses, there's nothing on your laminate or your iPad that is going to move the ball. Like you can't, you can't scheme your way past mediocre, sub-mediocre talent. And like- I disagree though. That's my point. Because the thing is with this is we talked about this with Mike Renner earlier in the week. Would you, Hench, what's your answer here in 2023? And it does feel as though this is this is uh, juicier as we start to see that without Tom Brady, Belichick might just be another guy or, you know, not. A, I'm sorry. He's not still a high end coach, but he's not the greatest of all time if he can't be relevant and be a playoff team without the, without the greatest quarterback of all time. Uh, would you right now rather have the best? offensive coordinator in the league and a mediocre QB, or would you rather have the best QB in the league and a mediocre? Of course you'd rather have the best QB and a, and a, and a better example. I don't think that's a, a clear a look at Brock Purdy example. with Shanahan. So, so don't, you know, Belichick at least establishes bona fides on the defensive side of the ball with those giants teams and, and, and those early Patriot teams. Look at Josh McDaniels. Like, okay. This guy's an offensive genius when he's coaching Tom Brady, but he's a disaster when he doesn't have number 12. That's a pretty good, like, that's a pretty good, you know, yes. it's like, okay, you, that's can't, good. you can't move the ball at all. So it's Daniel like, Hackett with Aaron Rodgers and without, okay, maybe, maybe the very best quarterback can defy the best quarterbacks are the offensive coordinator. Right. That's, that's definitely true with Peyton. That was true with Rodgers to some degree. That was true with Roethlisberger. Okay. It's a tough one. Um, I guess uh, what you would be ideal would be to have the best quarterback and the be- best head coach. And uh, you see what happens in Kansas City when you achieve that and uh, the number of Lombardis they've won. And we'll continue to. All right. And now a quick break. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
Let's get to it. Best bets. Hedge, start us off. Okay, so obviously uh, a, a great college football slate. Look, Michigan is playing in the national title game. I, you know, they, 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 now that number is 19 and a half against Minnesota. So this is a little bit of a cheat, but just to, just to cushion it in case they're not going to blow everybody out by five touchdowns, tease that down to 13 and a half. Minnesota is not going to hang with them at 13 and a half and then tease the fighting Irish down to a pick against Louisville and, okay. uh, or, or if you want to get if we're really fun, tease Texas down to even and Notre Dame down to even and kick back and enjoy college football. Um, and then on the NFL, uh, that Chiefs-Vikings number is, is just way too low. The Vikings are not good. The Chiefs are excellent on both sides of the ball. And uh, that, that game is not going to be single digits. Take the Chiefs to cover that four points in many Um and then the, the other game that, that I just don't think the number could possibly get big enough is, is the Dolphins-Giants number. I mean, Spaghetti obviously talking about uh, his right tackle not being able to block anybody. But, you know, the Dolphins laid an egg in Buffalo. They're, they're not going to lay two consecutive eggs. And that game is going to be two touchdowns easy. Oh, I hate double-digit favorites in the NFL. And once again, I'm going to have to bet one against my better judgment. Although I think... It was uh, those double-digit favorites were two and one last week, so maybe some reason for optimism there. I, I you know, like I was talking about, I can't stand it. Every it's living and dying, yeah, you know, every single week here. I just want to feel feel the wind in my hair. What it's like to be a front runner who just can house team after team. I'm going all college juggernauts this week. I'm going Ohio State to bring home some reality to the Terps. Nice year, Terps, but you ain't on that level. They're going to whip you by four touchdowns. Bet the Buckeyes there. Bama, a meager point and a half at A&M. They will seek revenge and get it against Jimbo. The Tide uh, beats up on the fraudulent, the ever-fraudulent Texas A&M team. And what was my other one there? Yeah, of course, I like the Irish to roll. Oh, in Georgia... Kentucky having a nice season, a nice QB and all of that. Georgia has struggled a little bit too much. I think they have to establish themselves, reestablish themselves as the number one team in the country or else they're going to seed number one, perhaps to Texas, should the Longhorns beat Oklahoma. I say Georgia whips up on the Wildcats. Um, that's now at plus 15. It's gone up a half a point there. I still comfortably take the dog. Spaghetti. I think that we may see, I think this week is a lot of good candidates for an upsettler. I don't know which game it is, but I just feel like this because college season has been so weird. It's been the opposite of what we're used to with like the juggernauts just becoming, you know, staying juggernauts from week one all the way to the playoff. But I, I feel like there's a candidate there. I'm not saying it's going to be like Texas, but six and a half is a lot. I know Oklahoma hasn't really been tested this year. And obviously Texas, uh, they passed their test when they had to play Alabama, but um, it'll be a close one. I don't love that number there, but the numbers I do like, um, I know that the early part of that game, SC was blowing out Colorado, but they did storm back. I mean, um, like 564 yards of offense versus SC, which by the way, bodes well for Notre Dame. But um, I think Colorado only giving four to ASU. I like Colorado in that game. I know Hunter's out for probably two more weeks, but Shadur Stanis is still great. And I think that they should win that game at least by a touchdown. So I definitely like that. I kind one. of agree. I think that's a fun bet. 
I mean, yeah, like letting them storm out. SC's defense is bad. Like they're they're talking about a team prone to to lose. I think it's definitely them. And then you know Notre Dame giving a, a, a touchdown or a little bit less than a touchdown to six and a half. I know Louisville's undefeated. Um, I think it's a bad matchup for Louisville. Notre Dame kind of handled Riley Leonard pretty well. Duke only scored a light. They kept they're keeping their ranked teams less than twenty points. Obviously Duke, Ohio State. So I like that about them. Sam Hardman has the second most attempts in the in college football right now without throwing interceptions. So he is their path to victory. He's been awesome. Um, so I, I like everything about uh, Notre Dame in this one. They have the third most big plays uh, in college football this year. So um, a lot to like. I like Notre Dame at least winning by touchdown as well as Colorado. So those are the two big bets. But I'm I'm saying this again. Look out. I think there will be a big time upset this week. All right, well, look for that and enjoy your rivalry weekend. We encourage you, nay, demand that you go over to YouTube and subscribe to the Extra Points channel. There you will find the full conversation with Mike Renner, a deep dive on the 2024 college QBs who may be helpful come uh, 2024 NFL season. And we deep dive on Kenny Pickett, what's going on with the Steelers. A great conversation there, some Notre Dame talk. To also, the 15-minute NFL pregame show is available on YouTube. We appreciate you watching it there. And on Twitter, I was going to say or, but and. Watch them in both places so you know all the information. Um, great stuff on the Extra Points Network it's throughout. I joined Toby Mergler all week on Trendy. Check that out. Extra Points with Sarah Tiana and her two Atlanta pals. We had a great uh, time doing that one. Waiver Wired with Spaghetti and Piacenti. Go check it out. Lemon Pepper Parlay. Yes, Spaghetti. Hench, go ahead. Okay, Wrap it just up. real quick. I just go want ahead. to make sure we get it on the record now that Spaghetti is not allowed to say there will be a big upset in college football and then come back next week and go, I told you so. When there is, yeah, that's true. Set, you you don't get to go like. <laughs> okay, you want to go. One of these hundred. They're going to be seventy games. One of them's going to have an upset. Big, I told you guys. I hope you guys bet on it. Well, I didn't. I didn't get specific. <laughs> I said there was going to be an upset. I'll. Uh, I was between a few. I was. A, I was. Okay, I just, give us I, one. I think. I think that there's, uh, well, I mean, I don't know if it's a big upset, but I think Alabama has a chance to lose. That's that's not the one I'm talking about though. But I, I do think. I know, Sheck, you're big on Georgia. I know the Georgia's going to be take home. Devin Leary. Then go ahead. I, I, I think, I think Kentucky could win. Georgia has not been impressive at all, and like I feel like they're instead of it being a thing where Georgia's like, all right, we got to get right. It's like maybe we're just not that good. So and bet two hundred dollars on it. Kentucky money line. That is a heroic bet. That's I great. Spaghetti's in for two hundred on the. Getty and I are in the same garage, at least on taking the points in that Kentucky Georgia game. But <laughs> yes, all right, yes. that's something. That's there. Something. There you go. Yeah, you're right. Hench, I appreciate you calling me out. I was wrong for doing that. Okay. See, good. See, we 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 hold, hold Spaghetti's feet to the fire. There. All right. Um, great week. Good times. Talk to you on the other side of the sports weekend. Until then, thanks so much, sports fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.